From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Tell you, they're out there. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to give away that wicked light a little bit later on in the show, as the uh, end of the show. So uh, make sure you call us, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. We want to try to get as many people in here as we can. Uh, maybe you didn't get that present that you wanted for Christmas. I guarantee you that you will want this one. Poor Aaron. I'm going to keep writing everyone yeah. those names. And, it, and if you don't want it, there are three people or four people in this room that will gladly take it off your hands for you. I'll give you 20 bucks for it. Oh, Which well, I keep some people say, you know, I don't, I don't hunt or something like that, but... Dude, just if you had to change a tire in your car and it's dark out, how many times you, you don't need this light for that? Just get you any one, and I'll just take this one if you don't want it. The first winter that we gave it away, uh, that drew from the uh, Hooked on Hope fishing tournament. Yeah, you know, she wasn't a she wasn't a outdoor person, and we actually had someone offered her uh, cash for it, but she was like she has never won nothing in her life, and so she was she wanted that light. She'll and, find uh, a use for it. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed. It's a it's definitely worth the it, it's worth the money. It is. So all you got to do free. is uh, call. Yeah, it's free. If you don't win it and you're looking <laughs> yeah. for a good light, an all-around light for um, predator hunting, uh, just getting to and from your stand, in your fishing boat, working around. For me, I use it every day and evenings around the house, taking running Joe around and chasing rabbits. So, uh, Wait, and fishing. it's a three-year warranty. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so anything, wade fishing, out crabbing, anything like that, working on uh, anything in the dark. Now, I, you, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I will tell you this. With that red light on, I literally picked up the bullfrogs by my with my hands. It, it's just, I couldn't believe it. And the guys that were with me working uh, when we were setting up those pumps and discharge hoses running through the swamp, I was like, check this out. Walk up to the next bullfrog, pick it up, and uh I put the white light on it, and about 10 feet from it, it would jump. Right. So uh, the red light definitely is a cool thing to have. Well, and then, you know, the green light, I used the green light a lot of times when we were navigating or whatever, running, because it was just so much easier to look at. You know, it's, it, it don't blind you or anything like that. That's right. Well, as White would say, that green light means go, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go, 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 go. But, again, that's 888-404-1010, and uh, for your chance to win it, all you got to do is put your name and a phone number. And good morning to uh, a couple of those that called in this morning. I already got their name is. I, I, I didn't even know he was still all around, but Felix, Felix Ramos, uh, good morning to you. Oh, Felix is listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, several years ago uh, during the gator hunt, he called the show looking for some advice. And, of course, uh, got to go uh, use his tag, help him fill his tags. And, of course, he, he, all you got to do is read that stuff or listen to Bill George, and you'll be a professional before you know it. Mm. Now he don't need us anymore. He just does it all on his own. Yeah, no, that's Thank true. you, Felix. Well, he never really did. <laughs> He's always pretty much a go-getter. <laughs> so uh, I remember when he went out west and got that uh, big old mountain lion, man. Remember that? that yeah, was, and that he didn't share any of that with us either. Uh, Thank you, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he ate that thing. I, you know, uh, I would have. After we ate that one at the wild game dinner, I was like, let's go cougar hunting, man. I'm all for it, man. That stuff was delicious. Uh, you know, uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit more fishing out in, uh, this time of year. And yes, I know it is December, uh, but here in Florida, for all you folks that are listening online around the uh, country and in foreign nations, uh, 
Uh, it's 80 degrees going to be today, 80 degrees in December. So uh, fishing, as I always say, in the state of Florida, it, it never stops. That's I, right. I don't care if it, if it does rarely get into the 30s and 40s or whatever it is that, that may blow through for a day or two or a week, uh, the fishing still never stops. Uh, you'll see guys out there in driving rainstorms. You'll see, I, I know when we had the winds howling a week or so ago and it was really bad. <clears throat> I love how the fact that uh, our local news agency uh, made it a point to show some guy, some poor sap out on the end of the pier in his rain gear and he was fishing. <laughs> you know, 40, 50 mile an hour winds were not keeping that guy from going out and trying to catch fish. And uh, this time of year, I know up north, if you're not on the ice or, or doing whatever it is that you do in the, in, in knee-deep or neck-deep snow, uh, <laughs> down here, the farther south you get, the better the fishing gets. And even up by the panhandle this time of year is is really good. And some people will tell you that the fish that are caught during the wintertime when the water's a little cooler in this area taste a lot better. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I agree with that. The I think meat's a little firmer, you know. Uh, you know, they've they've you, you catch them fish and but, you're going to keep them. You put them in a cooler full of ice; they're going to be just as good. I, I tell you, the people up there that do the ice fishing, they say those fish are just, you know, phenomenal during the winter time. During the winter time when it gets cold, so they do. They do tell you that it that's because their taste buds are frozen. Well, I, I think one thing in the winter too, they start getting a little fat in them. So they're, I, 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 they start gaining a little weight because they're getting ready for the, the, the spring spawn, you know, yeah. and, the, and everything. So I, I think I know one thing that, and some people say I'm crazy about this too, but I think even like your speckled trout and your speckled perch, the fish that have a tender mouth in the winter when it's really cold, I think their mouths are tougher. Oh yeah, that I, makes sense. I think sense. they're definitely tougher. Sure. Yeah. Well, you unless you catch a speckled perch, then they're they're never tough. <laughs> yeah, they, they seem to pull off. And they call them paper mouths for Especially a reason. Especially those two pounders. Oh yeah. Well, you know, speaking of that, I tried to get a hold of you yesterday. Val out at G five. She wanted to go out and do some spec fishing this week, and she was like, "Is there? A, do you know a good place out in Kissimmee I can go to?" And I said, "Well, if you're going to take the time to go to Kissimmee, you might as well go to Lake Maddie and go over there and say, it's a little closer." A shot. Exactly. I said, if you're going to do that, then go over there. And she's like, I've never been there before. How do you get there? And so we, I looked it up online and showed her the map and everything. And so she's going to be headed over there today to see if she can fill the boat up a little bit. Yeah, there's Why several just- good places to spec fish. And that's something I've been – that's one reason I went down to G5 yesterday and bought that 30-quart angle live bait cooler to put me some minnows in because I'm, well, I'm ready to do some spec fishing. I am always ready to do spec fishing. I don't care. Have have you tried this place off of Hancock? Those pits off of Hancock yet? No, no, I have not. I tell you, what do you mean? Y'all are you tell listening? us. All yeah. y'all people who go spec fishing, it's getting hard to dang put a dang boat in to go alligator hunting for the number of people going in there fishing. I've seen I've seen a lot of stuff and heard a lot of stuff. Do you think well, there's everybody's going to tell you fish pond twelve instead of going over there to fifteen, Bill? Can't believe everything you hear. Yeah, Bill. <clears throat> yeah. Like, we don't believe <laughs> Drive you. Drive across the state. Ghost go catch some little one-pound fish, you know. Drive across you could... the state. It's not that far. Yeah. I mean, if we just had to go to. Out. Lake Maddie, take I-4, exit 44. Just go around the curb and Cone Road. You take a left, follow it to the dead end. Dude, and you're on Lake Maddie. You're right there. 
Then if you don't like Lake Maddie, you can go through the canal, through the canal, go to the next lake, go through the west. This is from a guy who would drive over to Davie, Florida, just to go talk about airboats for the day. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to tell us. <laughs> he's going to go. Oh, but yeah, yeah, that's a good lake. You gave her some good advice. Hopefully she went out there. Lake Maddie, it's a little over 1,000 acres and uh, water in there. You know, you got your shallow ends on the north side, on the northwest. It's only about three to four foot. And uh, What's the dude's good... name that runs the uh, little bait shop there? What's his uh, name? Freddie. Freddie. Yeah, yeah Freddie. He's got that little, he's got a nice bait store and uh, a good boat ramp access. So you stop in and see him, get in the lake. If you go to the south end of the lake where the old grove's at, um, water's about, I don't know, it goes to, oh, I've seen it 20 foot deep in there. And uh, of course, it's got a lot of good stumps on that uh, north end. Or on the south end, rather, and uh, that's where I, that's where I'm going to do my spec fishing next time I go. <laughs> Plenty of water in there right now, I guarantee you. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of water when you talk to Freddie, and you know you get up around them stumps sticking up, and it, that's where them specs they like to hold up just like them bass do, and uh, get around that structure. And them guys were catching some huge two and a half pound specs out there. Freddie sent me some pictures of them, and of course he's got that ca- crappie chaos lure that he makes, and you know, whether or not they'd bite the old just regular half fly or not, when you see the pictures and you see the uh, the crappie chaos lure being used, you got to get one. Ten of those two-pounders for me, and I'm done for the day. I need to get about 25 every time I go get ready for our wild game cook Oh, yeah, that's February. what I need. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I, I look forward to that, too, but I'm talking about just for me. And if thanks, I, Felix, for the picture. Now he's really just sticking it to us. What did he send you? Look at that. He got him a little old. He got a moose? Yeah. Where did like he get he that at? It must have been up around Palaco. I think uh, he went with somebody, and they just let him take a picture with it. I, I know they don't have those in Newport Ritchie anymore, <laughs> so we killed those off a long time ago. All right, we got to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We'll talk to you in just a minute. Hang in there. Sing it, Bill. There's your intro. I don't even know it. Go ahead. Jimi Hendrix, man. Come on. You can do it. Ready? And action. And so castles made of sand. Oh, that's awesome. That was dead on, Bill. Sounded just like him. (laughs) Holy moly, you're good. If you could just play the guitar like he did, (laughs) you'd be all right. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Glenn. Dave. And uh, Bill George and Aaron over on the other side of the glass. We were talking fishing. Uh, but i got to ask you a question, uh, Braden. What? Have you looked no at the questions. new FWC website? Yes, and uh, I was just conversing with Bill during the break that I can't seem to find uh, some certain items on there that he said you have to kind of dig to get them, but we'll talk about that later. But I will say that one of the things I did like about it was um, – uh, you know, this newer generation is more picture-oriented, and everything's done on the phone. And as Bill pointed out, with the new MyFWC.com, the new website, uh, it's phone-friendly. Uh, where in the old days, you know, uh, you'd get it on your phone, and you'd yeah, have you to had scroll to go across. and you Full-page know, site, yeah, full-site view. or And it was uh, kind of a pain in the you-know-what. And so with the new site, uh, you can go down there, and they've – Almost like pictogram pictures, you know. Uh, they got hunting, fishing, everything that's Conserva- all still there. It, it's all there. And, uh, you know, we talked about their website, how it was kind of not user-friendly when you compare it to your neighboring states. Uh, when I look at George's website, for instance, 
I, th- I found it to be very easy to navigate through to pick what you're looking for, get the information you need. Whereas FWC, there's just so much information. Yeah, well, you got to. Um, that, you know, the state offers. And so, you know, it's all there. Um, with this site, Bill hit it just perfect. It's like getting a brand new car and you're trying to turn on the windshield wipers. And next thing you know, you got your four ways going. Uh, the features are there. It's just they ain't where they used to be. Well, you know, you're, and, so, you're so used to the old website. You knew exactly where everything was over on mm-hmm. the left-hand side. You could scroll down and dig it, dig it, dig it. Now you just you go down a little bit and it's just now in picture form. If you need something about uh, licensing or hunting or and, and if you put hunting, it comes up and it gives you like individual species right there. So you can look up hogs, Burmese python, dove In case hunting. you don't know what it was, they show you a picture exactly. of a pig yeah. or deer. What, what, kind of, what is that animal there? Uh, it says hog hunting. I don't know anything about well, that. One of the things I really was looking at it yesterday and uh, for their trophy catch program, how successful it's been uh, for the last four years, uh, giving away a, a really unbelievable bass boat. At the end of each season. What gets me about that is how many people I have met uh, inside of G5, uh, big-time fishermen, guys who go out every day, and they're sitting here showing me pictures of these, like, eight, nine-pound bass, and I go, dude, did you put that in the trophy catch program? No. Oh, uh, no. No, I didn't. Why? Why should I? I'm like, are you? It's free. You don't have to do anything except uh, take a picture of it, have a digital scale, and uh, what's the... What's the official board called, Dave? I forgot the name of it. It's that plastic one that adjusts. Oh, I know what you're saying. You can't use the golden rule. You can't use that golden one. You have to use the adjustable one. Uh, So if you got those two things, which almost every bass fisherman does, take a picture of it. Well, on the scale, boom, 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 bang, you're in. So you do have to use the adjustable one to do that? Yeah. I got to get me one then. Because I know a couple of guys who said, uh, well, I only got the golden rule and they won't take that. It's not eligible. And I go, well, you know, there's a plastic one right there and they sell them right here. It's pretty cheap. You got them at G5? Yep, sure do. I'll have to go get one. <laughs> you were there yesterday. I know, I, but I wasn't looking for that. I, you walked right past them. He, Typical he's man. Got a new, he's got a new mission now. But yeah. one of the things, too, looking at the I like uh, going website there anyway. that's, was new, that's new on there is – uh, for the trophy catch program, it gives you each species of fish that's eligible for some type of recognition. Well, of I course, know that, the yeah. bass was the big focus uh, to get some numbers out there to see what was happening. But for us, they actually have a panfish section. And the bluegill, of course, the state record is 2.95 pounds. That's uh, a big fatty right there, yeah. man. So for our panfish tournament coming up in June of this year. Can you imagine catching a two, almost three-pound Bluegill? Bluegill on a Zebco 202. That thing would sound like uh, it would sound like it was It'd like be a marlin. in that line. Exactly. I mean, those things fight hard pound for pound the way they are. If those things got to 30 pounds, you would probably never get them to the boat without yeah. Dacron. <laughs> but one of the things that's really, uh, really nice about it is that if you catch a fish like a bluegill that's two pounds or bigger, uh, for the they have an adult class and a youth class. And in order for you to be able to enter uh, your bluegill, it has to be, as an adult, one pounds or 10 inches or longer. Uh, It could be one pounds or bigger or 10 inches and longer, too, either way. But for the youth category, it's three-quarters of a pound and eight inches. So, uh, again, you have to take a picture of it. Dude, we had some of them that were close to that size at the Panfish Challenge. Well, Lake Panasofia is known for the panfish anyway, and it's got some really uh, big 
big panfish. We, in, I'm so. telling you, we had a couple of them that were at least eight inches, if not better. Well, we had uh, a few that was in the two pound range on the shell crackers that was weighed in, and of course, uh, the bluegills were a little over one pound and some change. That was the biggest that paid out. But what are they calling that? What is a flyer? I mean, what are they this calling? Right here? Yeah, but what is that? I mean, that to me would just be like a regular sunfish or a bluegill. Why? I never heard it ever called a Looks flyer. Looks like a stump before. knocker. It kind of does, and that's why I'm saying. It, is it one of those things where we have 15 different names for Pumpkin the one fish? seed sunfish? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a. You know, you can call it whatever you want, but um, but the identification is there. Of course, the red breast. That lake, uh, the river coming out of Lake Penisoff, you've got some really nice red breast. What there. red breast? The red breast? You, you mean the red ear? No, the no, red. The breast. red breast. Well, now wait. The red breast could also be called the sunfish. No. What, that right there doesn't look like a red breast to you. No, th- there's a difference. That that is the the sunfish. <laughs> that's a spotted sunfish. That's not on the. And you got the red-eared sunfish. Exactly. You got the red ear. So. But we're talking about the red breast, man. Yeah. Has nothing to do with that. Well, you you're allowed fifty of them. Don't worry. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is if you, it's like anything else, if you don't know the species, you're well, here for your measuring. You go, I think we got a world record here, red here, and the but, guy comes and goes, No, that's a red breast. Well, if you look at that, wait a minute, no, it's not. You, no, that's a sunfish. No, wait, no, no, that's a flyer. If no, you take those pages that are printed up for you, all in color. You're welcome. <laughs> you can go ahead and have them laminated, and you could take it with you, and you have your own identification. That would be so funny. They would just sit there and do that kind of thing. That would be doing well, that. Next year at the Panfish Challenge, you could have this qualifies, this doesn't, this, you know. Well, with the FWC, they're weighing them in with the biologists. They, they, they'll they identify whatever you bring yeah. and clarify it to make sure that it, it's in there. Well, I'm gonna dri- we're going to drive them crazy this year because we're going to go check that one, see if it's a record. Check check that one see if it's a record. Check we want to get a well, record. That's why they here. weigh in your heaviest. You you weigh in the heaviest bluegill or shellcracker in uh, for the additional prize money, and then that way you'll know. Do you and know you the can, one that uh, gets me is uh, the state record for the warmouth is two point four four pounds. That's a big old fish, man. Warmouth, yeah. Uh, that's 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 another souped up fish. I'm telling you, yes, sir. I, I mean, in, Lake uh, Arbuckle. Oh, really? Well known. Yeah, you go over there on the uh, east side. Where oh, the, uh, oh, yeah. You know why that is? Because the Air Force is there. Yeah. It's a warm out. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's a good the one. Bomb there, range right? That's a good one. <laughs> They're training them right there and letting them go. Is that what it is? But if you look at that, I didn't print everything up on the pages, but it was... Um, Two pounds. Man, they big. have every species of fish that you can catch in the state of Florida listed for the program, uh, just recognition. And... Uh, and it also does them good to see what's actually growing, where they're at, where they're being caught, and uh, how healthy is the fish population in certain lakes that are coming in. I did not know the catfish were actually uh, eligible for this stuff. and uh, Even uh, the mudfish. That one right there really gets me. And I wouldn't have thought that uh, the state record for a mudfish was, what, 19, 19 pounds? Wow. 19 even. 19 That's like gar size. <laughs> That's Those like- things right there. Will eat a swim bait, a rubber worm, or whatever, and you can throw up there, especially when those bass go on beds. Those things right there will fool you. You'll pick up the male off the bed, then you'll throw a worm back up there, and you think you got that big female, and it'll be end up being that big mudfish. Because he'll move in? They just hang around there. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting the for them babies. Is- waiting for them babies to be born. They'll go in there and start Eating snagging them up. But the yeah. big thing is that everybody's after, of course, is trying to catch that new uh, official state record for the bass. You know, the record uncertified is 20 pounds and 13.13 pounds. 20.13 pounds is the state uncertified record. And, of course, the state record itself is 17.27 pounds, which almost got knocked off by our friend down in South Florida two years ago when he caught that big mama jama that was just under 17 pounds. Isn't that something? And put it back. And put it back. Yeah, sure. Give her a couple more years. See what happens. But as you pointed out, it's not just girth and weight. It's also length as well. So it may not weigh eight pounds, but if it's over 24 inches, you know, maybe after spawning and stuff, lost a little of the baby weight, yeah. uh, you know, but still has the length that can still count. So Correct. Uh, that's why it's important if you uh, get there and you want to do this and you want to get in the trophy catch program, not only have a digital scale, but also have the correct measuring device as well so that you can still get your name in the hat. It may not weigh eight pounds, but it's 28 inches long. But I will say again, I really like the uh, new website that FWC it does put out there nice. and uh, a little easier to navigate through. Just got to, as Bill pointed out, new bells and whistles. figure out where my buttons are. Sure. <laughs> what does this key do? <laughs> beep, beep. You just bought that license. You didn't need it or not. I know. All right. right, We are Big and Wild. Got to take a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for listening today. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Dave, and Bill, and Aaron answering the phone. Don't forget, we're giving away that wicked light. At the end of the show today, so if you'd like to put your name in the hat, register to win it, possibly win it, 888 that's 888 from anywhere in the world, you may call and enter. We'll send this bad boy to India if we have to, it's no big deal, 888-404-1010, give us a call. By the way, for those who are calling and concerned and texting and going, what's, what's going on with Jonathan, where's he at? Well, he's out playing in the woods, where do you think he'd be? <laughs> He's up in the uh, icy snow peaks of southern Georgia, if I'm not uh, mistaken, isn't he? He's up there with the fam. Yeah, he went up around. there. Uh, went up to the Dillard house to eat for Christmas, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, was. that's good eating there. Yeah, yeah it's a nice there. place to go. I don't it's think, one of my favorite places to eat ever. I don't think oh, they yeah. have snow. So so I, it don't get much better than that. Yeah, the Dillard house is always a great treat. Never oh. been there. Can't it's get expensive, past it. but it's worth it. I mean, it's like a buffet, but they bring it all to your table. Yeah, just big, really? big piles of it. It's like fantastic. A uh, like a smorgasbord, orgasbord? The country cooking, the ham, the everything. And then if you just want anything else, the catfish, fried catfish, you know, if you want anything else, you know, you just ask for it. You know, it's And they all bring covered. it to you. And it's all there. Dessert really? and everything. Well, I think they went there last uh, I saw they were riding horses. So apparently they'll bring you some horses, too, while you're eating dinner, and you can go ride those. <laughs> I don't know. Help I mean, shake it down, pack it in for another round. Sure. It's a, a big place. Take a little yeah. walk around on uh, on uh, four legs, and then go back and uh, nosh a little more. It's all yeah, good. We always go we go for a nice little walk after we eat. You know, we need to, like, walk that food off, but there's always, like, the animals are out there. They have donkeys and horses, and you can look around at the stables. It's a really a cool little place on your way up to like Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, well, that's uh, he took the whole uh, took the whole family up there. So uh, I don't know when he's going to come back. <laughs> he didn't give us that. He just kind of said, "Going, leaving, bye." Yeah, and, what uh, you do? You go up there and you go th- uh, and coming into that area to the Dillard House, you got all them little salvage yards. 
little like thrift shops, man, you hit those things and you just start bouncing from one place to the other. And then you, you spend a half a day there and then go to Diller House and eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you go with no money. <laughs> you, spend it all. you better bring your pocket full of money. <coughs> if Glenn was up there, he'd be spending it all on antique lures and some sort of weird uh, possum belly tackle box or something. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a hardware see? Uh, see? store up see? there. He already and, knows. Uh, just before you get in the, headed towards Franklin where the Dillard House is, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you talk about some fish and tackle. Uh, they got it. It's it's used to be called uh, Johnson's Place, but now it's called Thanks, Glenn. You paid for my kid's college fund. Yeah, place. <laughs> but it's a good thing. But I'm sitting here trying to find a part for my lower unit at the uh, for my 15 Evan route. I went out to use it, get it, get it ready to. I was thinking I'm going to try to get out and do some fly fishing. What's wrong with it? I I get out there and then uh, all the oils dripped out of the lower unit. Got a bad seal. Yeah, seal. No. That's pretty easy. Nope. Well, maybe O-ring. the drain plug. Nope. There is a um, a screw located on the um, it would be on the left side of the foot. Yeah, lower unit where you put the grease in, and it's the 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 side that's got the the drain for the the unit, and of course the fill over the at the top. It's all in place, and of course I thought, well, that hole must be the pivot pin that goes in there for your selector to for your drive, and uh, so I went and picked one up, and I want to thank uh, Bullfrog Marina for having all the parts that I needed. That yeah. I thought I needed for, we'll a, 19, there for a 1953 Johnson. Yeah, Evan Reed. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, yeah, that Bullfrog Marina man. I tell you, that guy had. He says, yeah, "I've been there before." He told me, he "says Well, let me go and look in my dad's save my bottom." Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Collection because he said it's not on my uh, <laughs> parts inventory. Sure enough, he comes walking out with that part, and uh, so I buy that part. And I get home. It's not it. It's not where the whole oil's coming from. So I'm looking at the schematics this morning, and it's the on the left side. There's a plug right there, 57 part 57 in the washer 58. I don't know what it is, but that's the one that's missing. <laughs> well, you know what you ought to do is the, you ought the, to uh, the bolt the parts missing. The the, the screws bolt, out. The of screws it. out. He, he probably needed. That's got to be your drain. Well, there's a drain on the right side. Uh, no, that's a fill side. Yeah, all of that's there, but this part that's on the uh, Opposite side of where you do all your maintenance is, is the drain side. I guess. So anyway, I'm, I, I got I got two. <laughs> He's parts. missing a few screws. One on both sides. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> I got two parts that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take He's the one back that just in case someone else ever needs that, he'll still have it. Well, that's nice of you to do <laughs> and, that. And, and I'm gonna take that back to him. I'm gonna keep the drain plug, and I'm gonna give him back the pivot point pin, and he can keep the money because he gave me such a great deal on it. And just put it back in his inventory just in case that other person comes in and needs it. But this one, I was going to say, get. if you call Jim Veal, he's probably got about uh, 15 of those hanging in. Well, the he's Evanrude. He's got them all. So, uh, well, they're both the same lower unit. Johnson Evanrude exactly. back then, they were the same. Oh, for so. sure, back then. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Jim, I'm sure he's got that part, but. Uh, the, the, I'm not going up there. Well, I might go up there this week. But anyway. <laughs> the, the guy's going to turn around and say, you bought this piece and you didn't need it. And this is what you really needed is a little yeah. screw. And that's one of them things because I was just assuming <laughs> that's where it was leaking from. But the reality is whenever I uh, white come out there, Paul, Paul what are we going to do? I said, we're going to work on it. I'm going to put this screw in. And I pull it up and he goes, what happened? <laughs> What's all that? He's talking about the oil film on the side of it. I said, yeah, I don't know. But it was missing. What year is that thing? It's a 89. Yeah. You know, so it ain't all that old. No. And you know they still make those today. Oh, yeah. But they're um, not in blue. 
That's how they, you know, it's funny when you, hey. you can identify the years hey. based on the color of them. Hey, they got this thing. It's called a rattle can. You just. It works good. You can paint any color you want. Camo. Camo, green, orange, pink. Whatever you want. Well, it doesn't do me any good unless I get that hole plugged up and put some more gear oil in there. Because <laughs> well, it ain't going to last much. No, you got to have that gear oil. Well, I got I to gotta make it. Now that you're talking about outboards, uh, Mr. Bill Glisson yesterday called me into his little uh, meeting yesterday out at G5. Does he uh, uh, give you uh, the right to mention that yet? <clears throat> he gave, I asked him, I said, is it okay if I talk about this? He said, sure. I said, if there's a microphone in front of my face, can I talk about this? He said, sure, go ahead. Because he told me last week it was still uh, secret. No, it's, uh, it's official now they're going to be uh, an official mercury uh dealership and uh a low uh lows uh boats out there they're oh that's, start that's a good there. brand there that's a good one to carry yeah Lowe's. yeah there it's an aluminum hull boat if you don't know it uh and then you know what i'm not bragging on anybody or anything else like that but i'm just going to say that they seem to last a little bit longer in salt water when they're uh, put on that kind of deal and i know we have a lot of people who go fresh salt fresh salt and uh, Lowe's has really always been one of those that you see running around on the rivers and up in lakes and stuff like that, but it's an aluminum hole, aluminum hole boat and, uh, with proper cleaning and all that other stuff, it'll run in the salt water just as good. So it's well, a put together deal. boat too. Uh, some of the other ones, uh, <clears throat> let's say last name tracker type thing. Sometimes that carpeting, uh, doesn't last very long when you get in the salt water and things like that. Picking so, on my boat, are you? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't do his glens will last a little <laughs> yeah. longer now because it don't have wood under it; it has aluminum under it. There you go. Yeah, but, Dave uh, rebuilt that boat officially uh, starting in 2019. Uh, G5 Feeding Outdoors will also be carrying a full line of uh, lows, a uh, low, and uh, not only that, but uh, not only John boats and uh, nice boats, but also pontoon boats. Wow! So, Mister Bill's jumping in full bore. Wow. That's great. And going to be throwing big mercuries on the back. So if you need them to work, you know, you know somebody now. <laughs> Pull out of Jackson. There you go. Crazy about a mercury. Got to do what you got to do. I, I think that's the only one that's still even made in the United States, isn't it? I couldn't tell you. I hadn't bought a new one in such a long, long time. In fact, I ain't ever bought a new one. <clears throat> Well, I can, I can believe used. that. <laughs> you know, it's really funny because when we were kids growing up over here, there was a place right off of... Uh, off the off the road here in San Martin that was called Dick's Outboards. And we used to say Mr. Dix could go in there and he could fix your uh outboard with a stick and a crescent wrench. And he had he was that guy who had all the old parts, anything you wanted from the old days. It didn't matter if it was a nineteen thirty whatever it was. I know my father used to have one that was uh, a British seagull. Have you ever seen Oh one yeah, I remember that one. The old British seagulls. Yes sir. And uh, couldn't find a part for it because, you know, it was made in England and all this other kind of stuff. Went down to Dick's outboard, and he's like, sure. Got, got about 16, 18 of them in the back. Hang on, I'll get you some parts pulling off of there. What do you need? <laughs> so it's good to have those guys around. And uh, your place, what's it called again? The place where you went to get your part? Bullfrog? Uh, Bullfrog, Bullfrog Marina. And of course, if you're looking for a 2019 Big and Wild calendar, I left a stack of them there. So stop in and get one. And they're about this big. It doesn't matter. It's still you can read the date. That's what's important, and it's got the full moon, so you know when you want to pick. They your have fish helped me at my work desk. It's really helped me, cause especially because I don't have a calendar for the last month of this. Yeah, December, year. and then it carries on into 2019, January. Thank you, Aaron. Okay, Aaron, tough guy. So when's the full moon in June, so that we know when to do the panfish challenge? Around Ready? the sixteenth. Ready to go. Later this month. Ah, there we go. We're going to take a break. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford. Stay with us, you guys.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Glenn. Damien. You didn't even inhale any breath. You just continued right into it. And uh, Bill George over there. Don't forget, it's your last (laughs) chance to uh, win the uh, Wicked Light. Uh, Today's the day. We're going to pull a name out of the uh, Tupperware, and uh, we'll see who gets to win it. So you got to call Aaron. Say hi. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That kind of thing. Uh, 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. We'll put your name in the hat. Yeah. And one of the big things, too, since you mentioned New Year's, what is the biggest thing that we don't want to do, Braden? Talking <coughs> about guns. This year? Yeah. You... <laughs> Bill I'm George giving you a hint. Bill George I'm giving you a hint. I know what he was going to say. And Braden brings it up every year. I'm every surprised single he hadn't year. brought it. And the thing is, is that every single year we bring it up. Something, buddy. I know we're preaching to the choir to the listeners of this show, but uh, you know it has to be said that some fool somewhere is going to go out there and pop, 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 start wrapping off rounds into the sky, thinking that they're just going to go disappear and one day land on Mars. I don't know what their thinking is when it comes to that, but uh, as they taught you probably in the third or fourth grade, what goes up must come down. That's right. And uh, I don't care if it's a satellite or a Skylab. Sooner or later, it's it comes back. back. It comes back to Earth. So uh, I know from experience having to replace uh, two giant sections of my roof because all of a sudden one time in a rainstorm, I'm like, dude, my, there's, honey, there's water coming down in the closet. And when the guy get up there, he goes, yeah, man, you got two bullet holes in your roof where... Somebody uh, somewhere down that way decided to shoot this way, and two forty fives went ploop ploop to the roof. And uh, oh, what fun that was! Uh, so not and only expensive. not only could you kill somebody, but uh, damage to cars or automobiles or homes or anything else or kill a pet. I don't know that bullet. No, no, no one knows where it goes, and that's the whole problem. And uh, as Bill George pointed out so eloquently at the other end of the room, po, 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 is a really bad idea. So we, please we have, don't do it. We have gone out and shot a gun in the air. Yeah, a shotgun. No. Was a loader. Oh, well, what with no bullet. <laughs> oh. Okay, still Bill. makes a good bag. <laughs> I, look at it, I look at it this way: you got to do like my neighbor does down the street. You got to, if you really want to make noise and you want to shoot something, go get yourself one of those big old brass cannons. Load it up with some 3F powder. Sit back there and shoot it all day. That Make makes smoke and have fun. It makes all kinds of good noise. You're not so, going to plaster off the neighbor's wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and they're, you know, cops are going, you're not here shooting a gun? No, we're firing a cannon. <laughs> yeah, that makes for a good story. <laughs> we got a howitzer. Yeah, we, uh, I'm just putting toilet paper at the end of it and making noice. So uh, uh, just be careful out He'll there. look at you and say, is that legal? Are you littering in the neighborhood? <laughs> and, they even know, make a toilet paper gun now. What? A toilet paper gun. Wait, that shoots a roll of toilet paper? Shoots. You You got a little bottle of water on top of it. This is no joke. Uh-huh. I seen my first one at Christmas. One of my nephews got it for Christmas. You pull the thing back. It's got a roll of toilet paper on the side. When you pull it back, it pulls in a little toilet paper. And then you pull the cock back. It's got a little bottle of water on top, and then when you pull that cock back, it wads that toilet paper in a little toilet paper like a spitball, and then you, when you cock it back and you pull the trigger, it shoots a, a spitball of toilet paper. 
Really? And it's it it will shoot it out there 30 or 40 feet. Thank you, Jesus, for not inventing that around the early 70s, or I would have never made it through school. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'd have been expelled every other They're day. They're bigger than a spitball. So you can see it <laughs> it's coming. It's a toilet Seriously. paper ball. No, you can't see it coming <clears throat> in the back of the classroom. That just sounds like somebody's going to get in trouble. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, when I saw that thing, I said, what is that? I thought you had to pull the toilet paper off. Roll it up and stick it in, but yeah. it's got a little bottle of water on top that as you pull it back, it puts in a certain amount of toilet paper. When you pull the cock back, it drops the water in there and makes that toilet paper ball. And it makes it, it a wad and then, then makes it into a wad. No way. that toilet paper. I'm going to have to look that up. Somebody was sitting on the john one day saying, <laughs> what can I make? <laughs> Nothing better to do. Holy <laughs> it's terrible. But now I guess I get. I don't want to get too deep. And then they, they had that one in it. the bug assault. Well, yeah. that, I, that had we've had for years. I, <laughs> yeah, the right. bug assault, when they came yeah. first out, <clears throat> my father was the one who actually uh, armed my children with those things, and uh, they've turned out to be quite useful, to believe and, it or not. Oh, yeah. We were shooting at them each other here in the studio. Yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> they need them that'll, that'll shoot the uh, sand gnats, the oh, no sands. You know what? <laughs> The, the the best challenge is uh, I always Barrett makes the uh, rounds around the house. Anytime you see those little teeny tiny yellow jackets starting to make oh, a nest, yeah. he's up there uh, doing the shoot, duck, and dive. It's you know in case he misses one or two of them, they come peeling off of that nest. <laughs> it's it makes him a lot more agile these days. So your kids can find great uses for those bug assaults, and they're and they're really they're really good little. Shotguns, I guess, is what you refer to them as. And uh, uh, they're bright yellow with an orange tip, so your neighbors aren't going, there's some kid running around with an Uzi in the front yard. Uh, oh, they could still say that. <laughs> this is this is sand nap prevention. Yeah. What, Just what cover that? up with all the towels. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, sand naps are not so bad. No seams. Oh, when they get on your eyelashes, that's just the, the worst. Oh, yeah. That's when you just want to use 100% deep to get it over with. <clears throat> or scratch your eyes out of your head. So <laughs> one of the two. Uh, you know, a guy came in the other day. Um, I wanted to say, I wanted to mention it last week, and I never got a chance to since we were on the subject of fishing and talking about lures, which I noticed that Glenn has two lures in the studio, and he and Dave have conversed over this many, many times. And alluded to the fact that it is a Meridine, but he never did go into color or anything else, if you notice that. He just... <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about the not, color. not, not going to talk about the uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the pattern that might be on it or anything like that. Just what kind it is. But Well, it kind of, just to give you an idea, it kind of looks like a little greenback uh, in color. Uh, something that looks like a natural bait. Yeah. So, yeah that's I didn't right. get anything fancy with some purple down the side or... A red streak on it or uh just anything that's you know with a lot of times people like to use the chartreuse colors which is very productive at times but this one here just gives it that natural look of green back of course if the green backs ain't there uh maybe they would say mm, something's a little different, different colors that. for different areas or it could be man i haven't had one of those in so long look there's one right there yeah yeah. Man, I've been waiting for one for oh, early birds. They must be coming back. Yeah. Uh, but a guy came in and and listens to the show, and uh, as they always do, hey, I got a question for you. I, uh, I've been wanting to talk to you. I listened to the show. Why didn't you call the show? Well, I'm not going to talk on the radio. <laughs> it's like no one ever wants to call the show and talk on the radio, but they'll come up to you face-to-face and say, I've been looking for the old love lures. 
he says, do you know if they still make those? And uh, I said, dude, I don't think they've made them in a long time. I know there was somebody who purchased it after Love <laughs> passed away, and it only stayed for a little while. It was like going to be a family business, and then it, it too went away. And um, he's like, man, I used to love that tandem jig that they used to make. It was it was a great trout bait, great flounder bait. I mean, it just it would catch almost anything. And I said, he said, I heard you guys talking about it on the show one time, and I just kept wondering where you could find them. And I said, unless you've got some in some secret dark place in your closet or garage somewhere, I don't think you're going to find them anymore. And um, I said, the only person I know of that even makes something even remotely close anymore is is H and H, which was a name that was synonymous back in the day with. Uh, the little crappie jigs and, of course, uh, the H&H spinner bait with the skirted bait was one of the first right. ones. And uh, But they make one now called the Tantum, uh, the Tantum uh, Glass Minnow that's rigged up the same way as the Love Lure. Now, that Glass Minnow, is that the same one you showed us uh, last summer? I guess it had to multiple together. Looked like uh, like it was a school. Is that the same company that makes? No, the- no, that okay. one. That one you had that uh, we were talking about. What was that one? Uh, where it looked like all the glass minnows on the side of a bait. Yeah, yes, sir. Like- Yozuri makes one also that's got all the little yeah. colors on the side too. Yeah, but no, these are two individuals, just like the old love lures. And when right, you give right. it a little jerk, you know, they kind of do the little loop and just kind of spin in the water, and. Uh, you can get different sizes. You know, you can get them up uh, the regular smaller size, and then you get four and a half inches, uh, so bigger ones. But uh, I showed him on the website. I was like, here, right here. See, you got them right here. H&H Spinner Baits, the old days, uh, which a lot of people didn't even know H&H still even made <laughs> still made baits because it was one of those things where, uh, you know, if you didn't know and you don't fish a lot of fresh water, and it's they're not as prevalent as they used to be. Uh, I know they weren't that popular down here. When I first moved down here when I was a kid, everybody was like, what are you throwing out there? I was like, besides your cast net, that's what you was probably using. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, back then it was legal. Okay. Okay. Back then a long time ago. So was a gill net. So was a gill net. Yeah, there was a lot of things legal back then. But the thing I like about it, if you go to the H&H website, how much did that bait, that little bait cost you right there? That Miradine. And that was even on sale. It's $8. And that's a good price. Four dollars for that Lar XL. Eight bucks. Good price. I just got to make sure. That's normally twelve dollars. I got to tie a really good knot and have some good line on it. You can go to their website. You go to H and H Baits, and you can get the tandem rigs for like four bucks. And I mean, how many can you buy for the same price? And not only that, you get those grub tail spinners that I used to love to fish with. Dollar twenty five. Well, stock 25. up, stock up, and get ready because you'll be going with uh, Captain Kevin Little here whenever you call him. I don't think I'm. Gonna, I don't think I'm going to be using Spottle Beetle Spin on that one. <laughs> now he'll he'll probably say, "No, nah, you might want to do this." Well, yeah. Alan, hang on, we'll get to you right after we take the top of the hour break. Brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, we'll be right back. <laughs> 